This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alex Ty, And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday, the 11th of October. In your Squiz Today, warnings of war crimes in Israel. Joe Biden questioned over documents, an energy takeover gets approval, and the power of sunshine. This is your Squiz Today. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has declared a complete siege on the Palestinian territory of Gaza, meaning that electricity, fuel and water will be cut off from the 2.3 million people living in the Gaza Strip. Netanyahu said it's part of Israel's response to make Hamas understand that by attacking us, they have made a mistake of historic proportions. Yeah, and that siege declaration comes as Israel's army uh, says that it has retaken control of the border fence, uh, also that it's killed 1,500 Hamas militants who crossed over that border on Saturday. And yesterday, Israel also continued its airstrikes inside of Gaza, but fighting inside Gaza is set to become quite complicated, and that's because of the hostages that were taken by Hamas militants and they're being held in Gaza. The militants have threatened to kill an Israeli hostage every time Israel bombs a Palestinian home without warning. So the prospect that's facing Israel's military is that if it wants to free the hostages, it might have to conduct urban warfare within Gaza. That's what the analysts are now saying, and that's something that that's unprecedented in the history of Israel and Palestine. With that hostage situation ongoing on the Palestinian side and Israel's blockade of food and medicine to the people of Gaza, the group Human Rights Watch has said that both sides could be committing war crimes. Also closely watching the situation is Australia's Foreign Minister, Penny Wong. Yeah, and that's because there are questions about whether there are any Australians at risk. Yesterday she said that the government is continuing to work to confirm the welfare of Australians who are either in Israel or in the occupied Palestinian territories. And late yesterday, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese said that our government uh, is working on a range of contingency arrangements to look after any Australians who might be caught up in the conflict. Uh, He also condemned a protest that happened in Sydney on Monday night. There are reports of anti-Semitic chants and also the burning of an Israeli flag at a pro-Palestinian rally. That was at the Sydney Opera House. Albanese said the rally shouldn't have gone ahead and called it just inappropriate. In the US, Claire, President Joe Biden has been interviewed by a prosecutor over classified documents that he retained from his time as the vice president to Barack Obama. Yeah, and this isn't a new investigation. It goes back to January. Of course, there were lots of questions as Donald Trump was being looked at over his retention of sensitive documents about whether Biden had some too and found out that he actually did. Uh, We learned that Biden's team found documents in an office that he'd used as well as at his home. It's a big no-no to hang on to those papers after leaving office. And, of course, Donald Trump uh, had been investigated and then charged over keeping sensitive documents at his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. And that case is going to trial in the middle of next year. 
The investigation into Biden isn't at that stage yet, although experts in the US say that the fact that Biden is being interviewed by a prosecutor means that the investigation could be coming to a head, and we might learn soon if charges will be recommended or not. The Canadian fund manager Brookfield is trying to buy Origin Energy for $18.7 billion. Now, Origin is a significant gas and electricity company here in Australia, and we talked about that attempt to purchase it ages ago. And since then, that deal has been jumping through the various hurdles it needs to clear before it can go ahead. And yesterday, it cleared one of them when it got approval from the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. Yeah, and that wasn't a certainty, getting the ACCC's approval, because there were big questions being asked about Brookfield. It's already got a 45% stake in Ausnet, which is a Victorian power and gas company and but it's got the tick of approval and Brookfield has committed to investing up to $30 billion to accelerate the rollout of renewable energy projects here and that scored them big points with the ACCC. Brookfield's bid for Origin comes after it failed to buy AGL, a rival power company, last year. But the Origin deal isn't done yet. Brookfield is Canadian and that means that the next hurdle for them is to pass through the Foreign Investment Review Board. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. There has been a huge study in Britain to figure out just how good the sun is for us. And long story short, Claire, it's it's very good for us. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it really does bring some truth to what mum and dad always said, which was to get out of the house and <laughs> go and get some fresh air. Uh, what happened is that researchers were looking at data from more than 100,000 people. They were tracking their activity wristbands. And what they found is those wristbands actually took reading about light. Uh, So what they found is that there is a strong association between exposure to artificial light at night and self-reported mental health issues. And for people who get outside more often and see more of the sun, they also found that they're less likely to have those mental health issues. That is not a bad argument for taking a nice walk at lunchtime today, if you can. Yeah, fingers crossed it's sunny. Claire, it has been a week since we've talked about it and the the people demand to know, how has Fat Bear Week been going? Alex, I am so glad that you asked. I've been waiting (laughs) all week to talk about it. (laughs) So we're down to the final two bears, of course, started with a pool of 12. This, of course, is Fat Bear Week, the competition uh, in Alaska where they get people to vote on who the bears are that they think has eaten as much as possible before they head into hibernation. (laughs) for the northern winter. Uh, The two bears that have, according to the public, packed on the kilos is Chunk the Hunk uh, and Grazer. Chunk has been described as a rugged refrigerator of a bear, which is a fairly (laughs) visual kind of description. Um, He is one of the park's largest males and he's also got a very distinctive facial scar, so leads you to wonder exactly what he's been into. 
Grazer is female. She's a mum of two litters and she is renowned for her exceptional fishing prowess. But, Claire, between Grazer and Chunk, there is only one winner. And the good news is, if you're listening to this early enough, you can still vote. Public voting closes at 10am this morning and we'll put a link to that vote in the show notes. Squiz the day, Claire. What is coming up today? Well, I mean... Fat Bear Week winner. That's (laughs) got to be the winner for sure. (laughs) Like obvious. Um, But, of course, if you're thinking about the voice referendum, you might need to think about getting your postal vote application in today. Uh, You've got until six o'clock to apply for one. We'll put that link into the episode notes as well. And don't forget, The Squiz is also a newsletter. So if you aren't signed up to the newsletter already, you can get more links and more context there for all of the stories we've talked about in the podcast. And there is a link in the episode notes to sign up to that. That's us for today. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back again tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when a, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and, and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handed, handled in an appropriate, appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.